Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Hearing in Colour with Matt Simon. Today we're going to be listening to Torn, which is actually the theme music for this podcast. The song is about Doctor Who and principally two of the characters within that. If you're unaware, Doctor Who is a sci-fi kids show, basically, from the BBC in the UK. We can deep dive afterwards, but first let's listen to the song.
main character, Doctor Who, has... This is going to sound a bit weird if you're not up on the story. He has um, basically a phone box that can travel through space and time like a spaceship. And he has companions with him and goes on lots of adventures and all these kind of things. But specifically, there was a couple of series that I watched that I really, really enjoyed. And I like the chemistry between the characters. I felt it would be a really cool thing to write a song about. And David Tennant, who's a fabulous actor was their main character for the series when I watched it and I'd love him to hear this song so if anyone out there knows him or has some connections that would be just awesome. So he's generally a good guy, uh, doesn't like using guns and has to generally save the day but obviously there's a few enemies who generally get wiped out but he's uh, coming to this stage of his life um, where things are catching up with him. The Doctors can regenerate, it's like a reincarnation, they're on number 14 or something now I think. Anyway, so in the early series, which started in the 60s, I think, um, basically they said, oh, the Doctor can regenerate himself up to 12 times, and they didn't think it would be that successful that far in the future. So they got up to number 12 and they had to rewrite the rules. But basically, when a new actor wants to take over the role, the Doctor kind of dies and then can regenerate and appears in a new form as a new actor. So the bit I'm focusing on is when this particular character is coming to the end of his lifespan or end of his story and he knows he is and things are catching up with him. So the tension is there and also there's a romantic entanglement with his companion that he travels with. So the intro has this galloping riff and I deliberately didn't use the lowest notes available because I wanted to have that option to jump down later. And it's got this galloping feel so it's like his destiny, his doom is catching up with him. And the theme of Bad Wolf runs through that. He knows that this is his doom, but he doesn't know what it is, but he knows that it's coming for him. And the tension of the song is that that's always on his back, like the wolf is chasing him, even though he still doesn't know what exactly the wolf is. I used a James Bond-esque type chord progression for this, and it just stays on the same chord, but just pulls the tension out a little bit, which I really like. Here's a guitar part played on a clean guitar. <laughs> So I've got that chugging riff underneath and that tense riff on top to really stretch the emotion. So first verse. Step inside my world. The floors are littered with promises broken. I'll do my best but there's no guarantee you won't get hurt. I keep it locked up inside. My heart's a permanent mystery these days. But never before because if you play with fire you will get burned. So he's saying step inside my world which is his TARDIS, uh, the phone box, <laughs> which is uh, very strange because it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It defies all the laws of physics, but it's a travelling spaceship as well. So he's saying step inside, but also step inside my world and what I'm doing because they, it's it's crazy. Like it goes to different worlds, travels through time, meets all these like crazy things. So it's a very different existence from what someone was living in a normal life back on Earth. I'll do my best, but there's no guarantee you won't get hurt. So this means physically, but also emotionally, because uh, bonds are made and broken. And yeah, well, that's what interesting stories about is the bonds between people. He's quite a private person um, emotionally in terms of getting close to people. So his heart's locked up. And throughout the series, he does develop feelings for this girl, Rose. But he's very close off about it. And if you meet lots of people and live lots of, well, not lots of lives, but uh, through an enormous time span, then lots of people you meet are going to obviously die and you'll outlive them. So he takes steps to protect himself emotionally. The song's in D minor and it's chugging away on this D chord, which for me is grey. And then when it goes down to the next chord, which is a B minor 7 flat 5, which is a strange dark chord. To me, that's a kind of greeny, slimy, um, just 
it's not an unpleasant chord it's a transition it's a stepping stone somewhere else because every chord has a value unless it's like just a really weird one but it's deliberately a bit dark and a bit wonky so again my weird synesthesia I'll see this is quite a solid riff chugging along and then when it hits that other chord it's a bit like a, a loose spring hanging off something the the structure and the firmness is not there but that's deliberate because I want things to verve a bit not verve swerve I think it's a commonly used chord progression but it's also a slightly odd one as well because you expect the notes to go down further than they do so it's not quite gone where it needs to and then for the next line the D minor goes to the B flat chord which feels more like a, a resolution and a solid place to land and then it transitions into the chorus so the song was specifically written about these two characters but also I like to write things and Sting does this not him again where you write about a situation but it's not explicitly about them so people can relate that to themselves um, an un emotionally unavailable man who is off traveling the world and the worlds and so someone is drawn to him so I think a lot of people can relate to that as well so on to the chorus believe me when I say I love you this much is true believe me when I say I care I always do I've got time to kill sole survivor through the years the wolves at my door the only thing I've ever had to fear first two lines quite obvious explicit what's going on there so I got time to kill sole survivor through the years so he's got time to kill because he's a time lord which means he can travel through time and also he's got these multiple regenerations so he's got a lot of time on his hand and sole survivor through the years his race of time lords that are basically human but they had time powers and um so he's the last one of their kind there's another guy called the master who's trying to track him down and they have some fights and things but he's basically the last one left of his people and the wolves are at my door so this is the bad wolf that's chasing him and this is the only thing i've ever had to fear because generally he was quite a happy-go-lucky guy not carefree but um did some crazy adventures and wasn't the kind of person just stress unnecessarily so you know and if you know you can regenerate and effectively immortal to a certain degree then general um worries and things won't hit you in the same way i really like the harmonies in the chorus for this uh, especially when it says believe me when i say i care the care it produces the c sus4 chord and those two notes they are auto-tuned but they sound perfect and they're perfectly lined up and i see that as two like lego blocks they're just blocks of sound that go together and crushed together so a sus chord is where the notes in a chord have been moved a little bit and they're right next to each other so on a piano if you had a c major it would be c e and a g if you change the e to a d the two notes are adjacent to each other and i see that as well so the two notes moving forward left to right but next to each other i've just remembered this is i think the only song where i've used fake instruments uh, there's some brass on in the background for the chorus I'd originally written those as backing vocals, but then thought, no, it's quite nice, it sounds good on the brass, and didn't get round to recording them at the time, or maybe I just thought, well, they're in the background, I'm on a budget. Um, but yeah, that really adds a nice counterpoint to the melody. With the backing vocals and the brass parts, I see those as kind of circling or orbiting uh, the main melody line, and they're just moving around in space, just hovering around in the right place. That's how I see those laid out. Power chords sound like this, it's just the root and the fifth of a chord, so there's no colour in there, so to speak, no major, minor, happy, sad. So when they're played through thick distortion, through a guitar and a loud amp, they can sound really good. 
but sometimes you want a bit more subtlety and a bit more colour on that. So I've used larger chords on this, a D minor, B flat and the C, making sure they're like bar chords and with a diminished chord in there, but also the G minor using a minus 7, so it's got a slightly more softer jazzy sound, and then an F6 instead of an F, just to give a slightly different sound. This is then finished off with E minor 7 flat 5 and A7 flat 9, a jazzy type uh, transition back to the one chord. Also the chorus is in half time feel, so it feels like it's slowed down to really help it feel like it's spread out and got the width and the there's just space, it's more to breathe and if you want something to be more emotional I think you've got to give it space to breathe. Time for a quick ad. Do you like free money? Who doesn't? Sign up today for a free crypto.com debit card and you and I get $25 each. Also you get between 1 and 8% cash back in crypto. Link in the show notes. So as the music has returned to the main riff, I haven't yet adjusted it so I wanted it to be how it was before like the slightly higher version and then this drops right down the octave and so it's got a real punch and this is a real rocking metal riff it sounds really cool and the bass has dropped down as well I made sure that when Romy was playing that that the first verse he played up higher so then you could have the contrast where it chunks right down I hadn't listened to the song for a while I listened to it on Spotify last week and I was just like yeah this is a really really good song it's structured essentially like a normal single, so got intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, some in the middle, and then chorus again. But it's about as close to a single as we've got. Um, I think the vocals are pretty good, so they sound quite commercial, and overall, yeah, I'm really happy with the way the song turned out. Same producer we had for the Yang Collection and the other songs we've listened to. Second verse, so this is further exploring how he's feeling. Maybe once in a while, my guard will slip and I'll fall unaware. So the guard about his emotions and keeping himself guarded off. Growing closer now, a rose by any other name. So growing closer emotionally and the girl's name the girl's name in the series was Rose. This is also a quote by Shakespeare, a rose by any name. This is also a Shakespeare quote, a rose by any name. This is also a Shakespeare quote, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Shakespeare was actually a character in one of the episodes. Uh, the Doctor has this wallet with a fake ID in it, and it's just blank paper, but it's apparently psychic paper, so when he flashes it at someone, they'll see whatever they expect to see as authority. But uh, Shakespeare was one of the only characters that saw through it and just said, oh no, it's blank. Also, the line, a rose by any other name, is from Romeo and Juliet, which is obviously the romantic play, the tragedy. Next line, sooner or later it comes, the moment when we're torn away. So... He knows that however much he loves her or whatever they do, it's going to end at some point because he's got a much longer lifespan and she's mortal. So she's going to grow old and die eventually, no matter what happens. I can see the parallel here between this and my song Never about the characters in 1984. So they also knew that their relationship was on a time bomb, but for them it was much more short term because they had the government watching everyone. So much shorter than this, obviously. For all the highs, if that's the price to pay, the scars are worth it. Time travelling around the universe, so they've had literally otherworldly experiences, and it's been fun. There's obviously a lot of high points, a lot of fun there, so there's obviously downsides to everything, so they're saying, well, it's still kind of worth it. The next section is the first guitar solo, and I'm playing this one. This is one of my favourite solos, and it's also the intro music to this podcast. It starts off with a similar kind of James Bondy theme guitar part, and this is it played clean. Mm-hmm. 
So we've transitioned from D minor to A minor for this point, but it hasn't really changed officially into A minor. The chorus is in D minor, and then the chords I used to change was D, A minor, B flat, A minor, which is still not quite resolved. And then I used that as a new key center, and because it wasn't quite yet resolved, that adds a certain tension anyway, and then added this guitar riff into it. I wrote a bass line to help outline the chords, and Rummy played something slightly differently, I think, on the recording, but it sounds really cool what he played. For this solo, it was never going to be a shred fest. I wanted to concentrate on note choice, get some tension, and really sort of heart-wrenching uh, solo for that. And yeah, it turned out really well. I'm really happy with the way I played it. So the bridge section after this actually has 21 part harmony, which was done by accident. So what I'd done is I'd layered up nine backing vocals for the chorus, and then I'd had them in another project on the work file, and then when I imported them into the project, they weren't properly aligned, and they all slightly off-spaced, and they didn't line up in terms of rhythm, but it all sort of smeared across, and it sounded awesome. So I couldn't choose whether to use those ones or the original ones. So I had them doubled. So there's basically nine different parts, then nine underneath offset forward and backwards. Then I chucked on, I think, three for the regular chorus vocals. That makes 21, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> As they're laid out on the screen, you have, it's like lots of lines going left to right. So I had 21 lines, um, so it looked a bit like an oval, this uh, sort of stack of blobs, like a sort of a Lego tower, and in my mind's eye, it, I can see this oval, like a bit like an egg shape, opening up like a clam, and then with these voices coming out. So <laughs> this vertical oval of backing vocals, but I love the way that they're not all lined up and they all spread across each other because, again, I like this web of sound where you can't necessarily hear where one thing starts and another thing ends. So it's just this mass of vocals, just this lush wash of them, and it just sounds awesome and I was really happy for that. There's another Easter egg in the song, which is me, again, being a smart ass, which <laughs> obviously happens. So I wanted to say that it was about Doctor Who, but in a sly way. And you can't hear what's being said on these backing vocals because there's so many, but I wanted an acronym. So if you read the lyrics, you'd see what's going on. So the words are doors open, close together. Oh, remember. So the first letter of each of those spells out doctor. And then we held on is who. So it's really subtle, but it is in there. And if the lyrics would be printed, then you'd have seen that. There's one more chorus and then a solo to finish with a fade out. James had free reign on this one, so he got to play exactly what he wanted. Uh, normally, I'm quite a stickler for things, especially if they're in the middle of a song or it's got a certain place in the progression. But for this one, because it's on the fade out, and he, I'd done a more melodic one, so this could be a faster, more shreddy one. And it didn't really... Not that it didn't matter what he played, because if it was garbage, I would have said so, but it wasn't, and he's a much better player than that. So, yep, sounds cool. And this was really fun to play live. It would normally come about halfway through the set. 
So music is all about tension and release, but you don't want to completely release all the tension because then there's none left and it kind of gets a bit boring. So for this song, it feels like I've got the galloping tension of the verses, then it, it breathes and expands for the choruses, but it doesn't fully resolve. And then after the second of the first chorus, it drops down the octave. So you've got the main riff is really punchy, like really metal. And then opens out again for the chorus and then doesn't quite resolve the harmony and just goes straight into the A minor James Bondy riff for the start of the first solo. Skill that tension, pull it, pull the tension, keep it going and then almost releases the tension with these explosion of vocals and then it kind of resolves back to the end, um, back to the D minor but then you've got this galloping rhythm and the solo going so this it's still there he's running he's running away from his destiny or his doom and he knows he's never going to escape it and then there's all the emotional ties with his uh lovely companion just go back to the wolf reference in the series uh they kept saying this message bad wolf and they didn't know what it was and it turns out that actually rose uh, the girl she was the bad wolf she absorbed all the energy from his time machine, became this temporary goddess for a moment, and can destroy some enemies. Then to save her, the Doctor transferred the energy back to himself, end up dying, but then regenerated. We then found out that it was she that was spreading all the messages around, just leaving them across time and space. But it was just to remind both of them, and it's this thing that's always on their back. Often in a song, the title is a chorus, and that is repeated for emphasis, but in this song, the title Torn is only said once, but I thought this was a better title for the song because it really feels like they are torn away. This was one of my favourite songs in the set and one that I'm really proud of writing. Thanks for listening. You can find a video for this on YouTube. I found someone who is a Doctor Who fan who made a video. They just put together a montage of clips from the show and explained basically the part of the series which I really wanted them to focus on and did a great job. You can find us Hearing in Colour on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube where you can find pictures and links. Would you like to earn money with no effort at all simply by having your phone on? Your data is being sold around the world anyway and the Tapestry app helps you take a cut. Link in the show notes.